0: Hello, hey. Whoa! Hey-ho. Hey ho hey 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 yo oh what up <laughs> feel like those the villagers in Minecraft? <laughs> Gimme your emeralds <laughs> God damn this is going to be a very interesting episode because Aaron and I are both very hungover. This is true. Aaron's just quiet and breathing over there. I am. I'm like, I don't have enough brain cells to fucking do this right now. <laughs> uh, oh my God. My uh, Uber driver last night? Yes. <laughs> I have an image of you leaning in and being like, what's your name? And he's like, what's your name? And you're like, no, what's your name? <laughs> I did. I was like, what's your name? He's like, what's your name? And I was like, no, 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 I'm the chick here. Like, yeah. you have to tell me your name. I don't want to get murdered. And then he told me. And I was like, cool. And he was like, are you Aaron? And I was like, yeah. And then I yelled back to you, like, it's cool, I'm not getting murdered! Yeah. At, like, fucking 2.30 in the morning in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. Yelling about murder. And then I get in the car, and I get in the backseat on the farther side from him so that, like, you, you can know... escape. Yeah, I can get out if he tries to, like, I don't know, do anything. Yeah. Because that's literally always on my fucking mind. <laughs> and then he was like, what kind of music do you want to listen to? And I was like, I don't care. And then he had on a murder podcast. <gasps> Were you like, uh, I host a murder podcast, you want to listen? I was like... Oh, that's pretty cool. And he was like, uh, do you like murder podcasts? And I was like, I mean, I have one. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's like, what's it called? And I was like, I'll tell you after, like, when I'm getting out of the car <laughs> so that you can't judge me to you my face. You can play it. Yeah. Yeah. Or play it. God, that's so awkward. Super awkward. So did you tell him the name of the podcast when you got out? Yeah. Was he I- like, what? He was like, like, I said, goddamn. And I was like, yep. Bye. <laughs> Later. That was pretty much it. And then. <laughs> It was like, do you want to rate him? And I was like, five stars. <laughs> and now he's listening to our voices. Right? What's up, Aaron's Uber, Uber driver? I don't Uber. remember your name. You're pretty cool. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for not killing me. Way to listen to murder. Right? <laughs> it's a little weird, though, when you're picking up a random chick alone. At 2.30 in the morning. your yeah. <laughs> podcast <is> blaring. <laughs> We're like, be our bestie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, Aaron, give me your goddamn. My goddamn is that I was, am, and still currently are drunk Drunk, yeah but (laughs) fucking sick man yeah you are you can hear it in my voice i can hear it in my head yeah it's awful it's getting better but jesus christ oh my god you guys we haven't recorded in forever it's saturday again and it comes this comes out tomorrow sunday so enjoy that yeah so this is fucking fresh hot off the press aaron is still actively sick I'm still actively sick and now I'm hungover and I'm gonna have to edit this today. You're so you're gonna die. Can get it out. You're gonna die. So again, please excuse any editing mistakes. <laughs> That's the sign of our dedication. This is our dedication. Okay, Stacey, gimme your goddamn. My goddamn is this last Oh, I have two actually. My first goddamn Whoa. is that. I went to Hawaii. Hell yeah, you did. I just had a week vacation in Hawaii and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. And while I was there. jelly. I I know. While I was there, I got to fucking meet Amy, one of our listeners. That's so cool. (laughs) I know. She also helps moderate our Facebook group and all this other shit. And she's fucking amazing. Amazing. So much fun. Like the moment we saw each other in person, it was like, oh yeah, she's our people we are best friends (laughs) Uh, it was so fun so that is like the apex of my life at this moment is that I got to actually meet somebody from who listens do you feel famous um are you a celebrity (laughs) (laughs) no not at all damn (laughs) I should have though I should have been like all bougie uh only one autograph (laughs) oh god you should have just started signing things for her she's like like, coaster she's like I don't care. stop signing shit (laughs) I didn't bring my autograph pen. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. Fucking loved it. So cool. That's awesome. I can't wait to meet more people. And also, she didn't wear my skin. Yeah, you didn't get murdered. Didn't get murdered. Good first meet. I love it. <laughs> also, second goddamn is when I got back, my oldest son started soccer and he's three, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And so, really, it's not real soccer. It's like they just run around and they throw a ball out on the field and they're yeah. like, chase the ball. <laughs> I watched that video and oh my God, it's so cute. <laughs> so cute. My son just held on to his friend's hand and who's a little girl and they just like ran around the field not even chasing the ball they were just like holding hands and running and we were dying but that's not even my goddamn part the goddamn part was uh while they were having to like run up and down the field a couple times i don't know what the fuck they were doing like tiny steps big steps whatever it is they do my son just stops in the middle of the field while all of his little teammates run past him and he looks at me and he goes i'm tired (laughs) and i was like in that moment like that's I, my baby. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm tired, tired of watching you. you. <laughs> I feel you. That is my spirit animal right there and also me in any kind of sports when I was younger. <laughs> and then I just said, you know, keep going, keep going. And he stood there and he put his little arms down straight and like balled up his fist like he was pissed. Oh. And he just like shrugged his like shoulders down and put his little fucking chin out. And he goes, I'm tired. <laughs> and I was like, keep going, keep going. And then he just like screams, Ah am <laughs> Like he didn't he doubled down every time was just like screaming louder and louder in the middle of the field. He's like no mom you don't get it. Oh my god I was cracking up and then he was like you know rotating around to the crowd screaming I'm tired because no one was doing anything about it like somebody fucking get me I'm tired. And then eventually he like ran back and kept playing but in that moment I was like. That's my baby you're like yeah man i know <laughs> oh god it cracked me up so much that's funny i love telling that story <laughs> i hadn't heard it yet that's funny no i've been keeping it from you oh my god i know okay let's talk about murder okay i'm gonna tell you about the murder of barbara olson sounds horrific let's do it <laughs> i was gonna say sounds good and i was like no it doesn't <laughs> that's the worst thing i could have said yeah so, September 2012 in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Bless you. Sheboygan. Perfect. I feel like you have to say it like that, you know? I feel like you crushed it twice. Sheboygan. <laughs> I'll keep going. Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. A 13-year-old boy by the name of Antonio Barbu was living with his best friend's family, Nathan Pape, who was also 13. So, All two right. 13-year-old besties living together. Antonio's living with Nathan. Is there a reason for that? I couldn't find much about the boys' background or, like, upbringing or anything. I did see an article that mentioned that Antonio had been in juvie previously and he had somehow escaped. Oh. I'm pretty sure he wasn't, like, a a hot fugitive hiding out in Nathan's house. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and guess that these kids had, like, a little bit of a background Being little shits, yeah. Maybe some absentee parents, yeah. Maybe I mean because Antonio's allowed to go live with Nathan. I don't know. Yeah, and then I don't know anything about Nathan's family either. I don't know much about these kids. All right, I'm I'm just thinking like if I was like, hey, I'm gonna go live with my friend, my parents would be like, no, No, you're fucking not. not. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, obviously they had troubled past and that's how they got here. Yeah, yeah. All right, but I just don't know what happened. And I looked and I couldn't find anything. But probably because they were 13. They don't publish that shit, right? Yeah. Like, what they did, the reason I'm telling you this story is so bad that they published it. Ooh. <laughs> so these 13-year-old best friends, they live together, and they're hanging out, and they're bored, and they decide that they should go to Antonio's great-grandma's house, Barbara Olsen, and break in, kill her, and steal some of her money. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is what, we're gonna, we want money, let's go kill my great-grandma and get some money from her. What? That's their plan. <laughs> Well, I shouldn't laugh, laugh, but you're like, what? <laughs> Why? Like, uh, didn't I tell you one kind of recently about two kids that were like, oh, we're going to break into my mom's house and like yeah. rob her or whatever. But then, then like she bad. happened to come home. Like these 13 year olds are like, no, let's just go kill great grandma. Yeah. And That's it wasn't. E- yeah. It wasn't even like, um, you know, let's just go there and break into her house and steal her money. It was like, let's go there and kill her and then we'll get some money out of the deal. That's insane. <laughs> Their plan was to go kill. That's insane. I know. They're 13, man. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. They decided that she was an easy target, his great grandma. Yeah, because she's probably like fucking 90. <laughs> right? Actually, she didn't even look that old in the pictures. And I'm like, damn, he had a great grandma at 13? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Okay, so they decide that she's an easy target because, quote, she was somewhat rich and could be killed for money. Oh. Like, that's what the boys said later when they got caught. They're like, oh, we decided because she was somewhat rich and we could kill her for some money. Jesus. What the hell? Somewhat rich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody's rich to a 13-year-old. Yeah, right? Any adult. Yeah. You got 20 bucks, bitch, you rich. <laughs> well, you have a job? <laughs> you can go and buy a fucking code red Mountain Dew. Rich. Rich. You yeah. don't have to ask mom and dad for that shit? You loaded. <laughs> it's a whole paycheck? Dang. <laughs> I had never seen that much money before. Yeah. Okay, so on September 17th, Antonio and Nathan, they ask Nathan's mom to give them a ride to a friend's house who lived on the same street as Antonio's great-grandma, Barbara. hmm And so Nathan's mom is like, woo, let's go. I'll go drop you off. What Nathan's mom didn't know was that the kids had hidden under their clothes, Antonio had a hatchet, I don't know if it was like tucked in his pants or some shit, and Nathan had a hammer. Ugh. Because this is what, you know, those are their murdering weapons. What the fuck? Ugh, right? I feel like you'd be walking with like a stiff leg. Yeah, would with be With like awkward. a hammer down your pants. Well, I'm thinking if you had a hatchet tucked into your waistband or something, like you better be careful when you're sitting down in that yeah. car. You're going to shave off a nip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Nathan's mom, like I said, had no idea that they were going to go to Barbara's house. She just thought she's dropping the kids off to go play at their friend's house. Yeah. So when the boys arrive... You know, at the friend's house, they walk over to Barbara's house and they knock on her door and Barbara opens the door. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, what a good great grandson finally visiting your great grandma. Oh, yay. I'm so excited to see you. I would like to state I read a handful of articles on this. The actual like case file says that the boys knocked on the door and like she greeted them. Yeah. All the other articles I read said something about like the boys broke into the garage and Barbara heard them. And went into the garage to be like, what the fuck is going on? And they were like, hey, just here to see you. And she was like, oh, come on in, you know? Okay. Like, weird you came in through the garage, but all right. Yeah. Weird that you're breaking into my home, but that's fine. So I'm going to say that they went to the front door and knocked because that's what the actual file said. But the file I was reading was like an appeal file. So I don't know how accurate it has to be. All right. In terms of like scoping out the events, right? Yeah. So Barbara greets them. And when she turns to let the boys in, Antonio takes out his hatchet. Mm-hmm. and uses this as an opportunity to whack his great-grandma on the back of the head oh with the blunt God. side of the hatchet. God. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. Also, you know how you always ask me, like, was it with the sharp side or the other side? Yeah. I like these how are, you got that information. Uh, these are the things we need to know. Well, because here's what I'm thinking. If you get hit with the sharp side the first time, like, whoa. Yeah. That's intense. I mean, I feel like getting hit with anything – is intense oh for sure but i just feel like uh if you got like knocked out first or something and then you died by hatchet is uh, a little less traumatic than like just shoop, being like, cut i'm being sliced and i'm aware of it yeah ugh, ugh, that's in true. the brain oh it. okay that's enough okay so barbara falls to the floor and antonio continues to hit her over the head with the blood end of the hatchet over and over again and she's like trying to cover her head and her arms Like, with each blow and shit. So he's, like, bashing her arms and shit, Oh, my God. Yeah. She started screaming for Antonio to stop, obviously. Yeah. And this is when Antonio calls for Nathan's help. Like, hey, Nathan, help me. I don't know where the fuck Nathan is if he's just standing there and Antonio's like, yo, help me out here. Like, yeah, what are you just standing around for? Yeah. So Nathan steps in and hits her over the head twice with a hammer. Oh, my God. Ugh, I don't like it. Yeah, it's only gonna get worse. Then... Antonio steps in again after Nathan, and he lays two blows to Barbara's head, this time with the sharp end of the hatchet. And on the final blow, the hatchet got lodged in her head. Oh, my God. Like, that's what stopped him. It was like the hatchet got stuck. Oh, my God. Also, she was dead. I'm sure that helped, but, like, Jesus. Stop him. This makes me, like, I already don't feel good. This makes me not feel good. I know. This is a bad, it's not a super gruesome story. Uh, Are you kidding me? Well, I mean... (laughs) It's not like the fucking Kellyanne Bates story where he like stabbed her in her already stabbed eye sockets or whatever. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Okay. okay. Making me through. not feel good. Okay. <laughs> you guys are gonna hear me throw up. <laughs> oh no! The boys in total had struck Barbara twenty-seven times with the hatchet and hammer combined, Jesus. and eighteen of those were direct hits to her head. Ugh. So now that Barbara's dead, the boys then ransack the house looking for anything they can steal for cash. And they don't find anything because grandparents never have money. <laughs> I have a crisp $1 bill for you. Yeah. Oh, this is a $2 bill. Yeah. <laughs> we don't spend these. <laughs> all her money was in porcelain dolls. <laughs> or it's like hidden somewhere that you would never be able to find, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, why is all the jewelry in the cookie jars, grandma? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Those are the sewing kits. <laughs> Okay, so now the boys, they're ransacking the house. They end up taking her purse and some cash and jewelry. And Antonio even walked up to his, like, bludgeoned great-grandmother as, as she lay dying and removed the watch from her damn wrist. Like, up, oh, I'm taking this, too. That's a nice watch. Jesus. This guy's fucked. 13-year-old. 13-year-olds scare the fuck out of me after doing this podcast. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty psychotic. It's because they have, like, adult thoughts. But then this tiny little human body. Yeah. Well, they don't understand consequences. No, no. Ugh, that's awful. This Our tiny little human body. <laughs> get out of here with that, you weirdos. <laughs> so they decide that they should put Barbara's dead body into the trunk of the car, right? Like, oh, gotta get rid of this. Gotta get rid of great-grandma. Oh, my God. And the boys decide to drag her to the garage from the house. And they attempt to hoist her up into the car's trunk, but... They're unable to because a literal, like, dead weight of a body is fucking heavy as shit. And they're two 13-year-old boys. Yeah. They did not fucking work out for this moment. And it's like a 90-year-old lady. I actually don't know how old she was, but I'm assuming. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah. Total speculation. She's an older lady. She's a great grandma. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's she's not going to be easy to lift up. I worked with old people. Some of them are actually very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So they can't get her into the trunk and they decide to leave her body on the garage floor. And one article said she was found with a sheet over her. So I don't know if they covered her up or not. But she's lying on the garage floor. All right. The boys then go into the house and they wipe down all of their little fingerprints. hmm To, you know, cover up their tracks. Except for all the blood that they're fucking tracking around on their tiny little 13-year-old shoes. Yeah, I didn't say they did a good job <laughs> covering up their tracks. <laughs> yeah, right? The boys grab some bags and they throw wipes in the bags, like whatever the fuck they just wiped the house down with. Yeah. They throw those wipes into a bag and their murder weapons. And then they put that bag into the trunk of the car and they leave the house in Barbara's car. Okay. So they're like, Okay, fucking got rid of all the evidence. It's in the trunk of our car. We did leave the dead body there, but we've got the important shit, right? Yeah. Now we're just gonna do some Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. And Nathan drove and he was literally too short to see over the steering wheel. So he had to put a pillow in the driver's seat in order to drive. So the boys drive to Nathan's home and they park the car a few blocks away from his house, Mm -hmm. like next to some church or some shit like that. And then they walk over to his house and they remove their bloody clothes. I can't believe, first of all, that somebody isn't like, is that a 13 year old driving the car? And then also nobody was like, and he's covered in blood. I mean, I'm sure that people look at me and they're like, "Is that a 13 year old driving that car?" Oh, fair point. Yeah, like <laughs> she could barely see over the steering wheel, <laughs> literally. Especially in my like first car, I looked like like I could barely see over the steering wheel. <laughs> it's so true in your grandam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very solid point. And maybe it wasn't that far of a walk. Like no one saw them from the car to Nathan's house. Yeah. But evidently, they had blood on their clothes. You're not hatcheting someone to death and then like not getting blood everywhere. True. Yeah. And like, also Nathan's mom obviously must not have been home. Yeah, well, she probably was going somewhere, and she's like, "I'm gonna drop the boys off." And oh, I'm good point. Go somewhere. Maybe yeah. shopping. Maybe that's a good point. All right, so they get home, they take off all their bloody clothes, they stash them in Nathan's room along with Barbara's watch. Okay. They then continue on the like. Why day. did they take the car? They had to get home. <sighs> yeah, but like.
1: All the stuff is in there?
0: All the evidence? Yeah. Their jewelry and stuff that they had stolen? It'll make sense here in a minute. All right. All right. I'm pretty sure. If not, then I'll explain it if I didn't write it down. So they're back at Nathan's house, and they just continue the day and the night, whatever, as if nothing had happened. They're just hanging out at Nathan's house. And then the next day, the boys go back to where they parked Barbara's car, and they decide to drive it to a local bowling alley. Okay. And they park it. And then they walked over to a pizzeria and had a little pizza. Mm-hmm. which they bought with great-grandma's money that they mm-hmm. stole. And once they were full, they went to the store and bought gloves and cleaning wipes. Okay. Because now they got to clean the car. Got a chore to do. Yep. They returned to the car and they proceeded to wipe it down, attempting to clean off all of the blood and any kind of fingerprints that they've left behind. Mm-hmm. And then they put all of Barbara's stolen jewelry in the front passenger seat, like laid it out like, oh, look at all these pretty things in here along with the car keys in plain sight with the hopes that somebody would steal the car and then they would then get blamed for Barbara's murder. So they're like, ooh, putting out a little bait. Yeah, yeah, a little bait car. Exactly. The boys took Barbara's purse, which had her ID in it, and then they threw it in a storm drain just a few houses away from Nathan's house. I don't know if they did that like on the walk back home from the bowling alley or what yeah whatever but they found her purse in a storm drain (laughs) with her id in it and it was literally like the storm drain on the street of nathan's house like here here's (laughs) one that's dumb they'll never tie it to me (laughs) this murder yeah all right so back at uh grandma's house great grandma's house two days after the murder barbara is still in her garage laying on the floor And her daughter started to get concerned because she hadn't heard from her mom in a couple of days and she couldn't get a hold of her. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So she decides to do like a wellness check and go to mom's house. Now, is this daughter one of the boy's moms? This daughter would be the boy's grandma. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's so weird to think of like that deep of a lineage. (laughs) Yeah. So Antonio's grandma is going over to check on her mom. Jesus. She gets inside and she looks all over the house and doesn't find her mom, obviously, and looks into the garage and she sees that the car is missing. Mm -hmm. And she almost goes back in. Inside the house, and when she, like, is turning, she notices Barbara's body laying on the ground in the corner. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah, and it was, like, obvious that she had been dead for some time. Yeah. So she calls the police and initially thought that her mother had fallen or something and had, like, a terrible accident. Fucking, like, 20-something times? Uh, Right? I was like, there's no way that you could look at that and not know that there was, like, obviously a brutal attack, but yeah. I wonder if it was just so much blood, and, like, when you see that yourself, you're probably gonna look and then look away and be like, oh my god! Yeah, And you not want to look back. And you're probably not, like, thinking, most people, I would think, they're normal people, aren't gonna be, like, murders on their mind all the time. Yeah. And so yeah. you might think, like, my elderly mother, she fell. Like, what, yeah. what would hurt an old person? Like, falling, obviously. Yeah. Like, so that's well, probably, like, the first thing on your mind, not That she got brutally murdered. With an axe. Jesus Christ. Oh, and also, I mean, it could be that she like fell and then was trying to get help and she crawled out to the garage. I don't know how you would explain the car missing. Maybe it was, I don't know. It was probably all split second stuff too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She's not like investigating it. She's just like, I'm going to go call the cops. Maybe she fell. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but she's not well. Yeah. Okay. So obviously it becomes clear quickly that this was a homicide. Because these boys were no master criminals... It only takes the investigators 12 hours to, like, figure out who the fuck did it. Yeah. Which is, like, great detective work, but also, these boys are fucking dumb. Well, they're 13. Yeah. Well, they're really dumb because they murdered, but also, like... What the fuck? Their plan is like, uh oh, I'm gonna lay out this jewelry. Here's this beautiful necklace. I feel like it it would be like a, a flea market table. You yeah, know? yeah, right. They like hang it over the back of a of the seat. <laughs> There's like a bracelet hanging on the blinker yeah. thing. There's a trail of jewelry to the car. Ooh, Ooh, look at a diamond. Oh, another diamond. <laughs> I wonder where this is gonna lead me. I'll just take this car. I'll just take this car. How convenient. <laughs> I don't know if their plan was going to be the same if they got Barbara into the trunk. Like, were they going to still try to have somebody steal the car and then they'd get blamed for the murder? I the wonder if that was trunk? even the initial plan. Or if they, or if just they were just shoving her in there? Like, hey, what should we do? I don't know. we got to get rid of this car. Maybe yeah. someone else will take it off our hands. I don't know. And I read, and I might write this somewhere, but I read that they had actually hung out at her house for a long time. Like, they murdered her and then they, like, stuck around for a few hours and they were, Ugh. like, discussing what they're going to do next. Like, Ugh. You know, they didn't plan it out all the way. They were just like, let's go kill great-grandma. And then they did it. And they were like, uh, what should we do with all this shit? (laughs) What do you want for lunch? I want pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. By the way, the reason this case is so big, or I've seen it on social media and stuff, is because it says these 13-year-old boys killed their grandma for some pizza money. Which is true. But when you actually look into the story, they went the next day. (laughs) They didn't go for pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not like they... Well, according to the fucking court document they want the next day yeah so the cops are on to the boys right yeah and they bring them in for questioning and right away antonio admits that they murdered barbara his great grandmother he's like oh yeah i did that jesus Uh, right you're man enough to murder someone fucking lie about it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) like send us on a little bit of a goose chase well he's probably scared too he murdered someone. Yeah. You want to talk about scared? Yeah. How do you think my grandma felt? Oh, for sure. I'm not saying, like, you know, feel sorry for him, but that's probably why he squealed right away. Like, yep, that was me. Yeah. Unless he was, like, proud about it. I don't know. It didn't give me the context, but, you know. All right. He admits to it. All right. Both boys were charged with first-degree intentional homicide, and their bail was set at a million each, and Damn. they were tried as adults, which is interesting because they're 13. Wow, yeah. But people were like, fuck that. Try them as adults. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio ended up taking a plea deal where if he testified against Nathan, then he would get life in prison with the possibility of parole in 35 years. Wow. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to do that because I don't want like fucking death or anything or life without any possibility. So I'll take that plea deal. I'll tell you everything that happened and I will testify against Nathan. Damn. Damn. In June 2013, Nathan went to trial and claimed that he had no idea that they were going to be murdering that day and that he had only hit Barbara because he was afraid of Antonio. So mm. here they go, turning on each other, right? Yeah, Antonio was like, no, we fucking went there, and you knew that we were going to murder. I never once joked about it. I never made it like, yeah, I came up with the idea to murder my great-grandma, but never once was it like, ha, 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 good joke or anything. It was like, yeah, let's go. Ugh. So... And Tony was like, nah, fuck that shit, Nathan. Don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. You did this shit too. <laughs> when Nathan was testifying, he even said that while Antonio was like swinging and hitting his grandma that he paused and took his sweater off because he was like going to fucking town so much and his sweater was getting in the way Ugh. of him swinging. So he like paused. Like that's not blind rage. Like, ah, and then you do it and you're done. It's like, oh, I'm having fun with this. Yeah. Let yeah. me get more comfortable. Oh, that's so good gross. Yeah, and the whole reason he said that was to kind of help argue Nathan's point, saying, I was afraid of Antonio. Like, I had to hit her on the head twice because I was afraid of him. Yeah. Because his behavior was this way. But again, like I said, Antonio testifies, like, no, Nathan, you were there. You knew what was happening. You agreed to all of this. Like, I didn't try to fucking intimidate you in any way. Whatever. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. So... Nathan's attorney and family, they argued that he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions because he was evidently developmentally challenged. Oh. Supposedly, I don't know. And the way that they prove this, because I don't think they had any like medical records proving it by a professional. Yeah. But they say that it was obvious because after he confessed, after Nathan was like, yeah, I was a part of that, he fully believed that he was going to go home. And that indicated that he didn't understand the severity of what had just happened. Yeah. Doesn't this remind you of like Brandon Dacity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, oh my God, if you watch the actual like interrogation and shit, you're like, where the fuck are the parents? Like yes. this kid has no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. So I don't know if it was that kind of scenario or if they're just saying that, you know, who, what the fuck does a 13 year old know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so they go to trial, whatever. The jury only took a few hours of deliberation before they sentenced Nathan to a life of imprisonment with the possibility of parole in 31 years. Damn. So that's how that one ends. They're both in jail right now or in prison. Yeah. But they can get out. Uh, I said this was 2012. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when the trial was, but let's just estimate it's 2015, like a year or two later. Yeah. So like 2050-ish would God damn. be when they're allowed to get out again. And they'll only be 45. That's the prime of their life. Yeah. 40, 50, you know, 40s or 50s. They still have enough life to make a life. Yeah, that's crazy, right? But But like... Do you really think they'll get parole, though? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it sucks because they're going to be growing up in this... In prison, basically, right? So like, how is that going to mold their mentality? Are they going to grow up and be like, oh, shit, that was crazy. I have remorse. Let me fix it. They're not going to come out of prison being like well-rounded better people that's yeah they're probably gonna get more fucked up and then no one's gonna give them parole because they'll be like i'm shanking in prison yeah and they're like they're rotten apples maybe they will maybe they'll get like their ged and they'll get you know they have like yeah college programs and stuff they'll find jesus yeah they could these motherfuckers need jesus (laughs) these motherfuckers (laughs) need jesus (laughs) oh my god isn't that crazy though that's insane oh shit that poor grandma i know yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, and you're just opening the door like, "Oh, my great grandson's visiting." Yeah, psych. But I'll follow up in like fucking thirty years, guys, and let you know what happens. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, tell me your story. Okay, so mine is about Kara Knott. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so this one is actually quite local to us. Mmm. Yeah. Tell me about it then. She was born February 11th, 1966 in Ventura County, California. Mm -hmm. I don't have a ton of background on her other than she was, quote, vivacious. Ooh. (laughs) Which they always are, right? Yeah. Like, she lit up the room. (laughs) Exactly. If you have a smile that lights up the room, you're going to be covered in blood. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. And she was very pretty, you know, Mm -hmm. usually, just like all victims. Yep. (laughs) So... Here's where it gets real local to us, Okay, is that she went to SDSU. (gasps) Oh, that's real local. Yeah. Oh, I might have heard about this one. Might have heard about this one. All right. Well, don't spoil it for yourself. I won't. (laughs) I read so much shit, though. They all get mixed together. That's fair. She went to SDSU in 1986, Uh and for everyone else who didn't get that connection, that's our fucking college. That's where we went to college. Oh, yeah. San Diego State University. Yeah. Just to fucking spell out the acronym. <laughs> At any rate, on December 27th, 1986, she was 20 years old and she had been visiting her boyfriend's house in Escondido. Mm-hmm. She was driving down the 15, heading home to her parents' house in El Cajon. Mm-hmm. But this is all of our neighborhood. This is crazy. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm like, I've been on that freeway. Like, I drive that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know where that is. I go to El Cajon. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. It's horrible. But all I the go time. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she never got home. Mm. So her parents called her boyfriend to see if maybe she was still there, but he said that she had left his house and he didn't know where she was. Okay, and so suspicious, K- real suspicious, mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. So Kara's dad went out looking for her along the route that she would have taken between the two houses. Go, Kara's dad. Yes, right, and. He ended up finding her white Volkswagen car parked on a bridge near the Mercy Road exit. Oh. Like, early morning hours of the next day. So, like, one or two in the morning, right? Okay. But it was on, like, an off-ramp? Yeah, on the off-ramp. And I guess that the off-ramp at the time was unfinished and it was, like, pretty isolated. There's no reason for anyone to be there. It's not a fucking working on-ramp, right? Oh, interesting. Whatever. Ramp. Ramp. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he started looking around her car, and he found her body in the brush below the bridge. No. Oh, like she fell off? Like she was underneath her car, kind of? Uh, Like her her car was on a bridge, yeah. and then her body was like below the bridge. Whoa. And this is like a bridge bridge. I was going to say our bridges and like overpasses and shit here are fucking tall as fuck yeah yeah like, this you one is be like falling off of them yeah it's a solid fucking bridge you know like y- you could have fucking cars under it there yeah. weren't or whatever but yeah. it's a big-ass bridge it's not like a little oh going over a creek or something yeah you know? it's not a foot bridge yeah exactly so obviously he calls the police and Kara's body was found to have been thrown from the bridge <gasps> how do they know this probably impact yeah like where they hit or maybe just where she was because it was in like Fuck, everywhere in San Diego has, like, brush. Uh-huh. You know, and, and it's, like, overgrown or whatever. Like, just not really a place that you would get to unless you came from the bridge, I think. Yeah, gotcha. Like, you're not hiking through there. Yeah, and then exactly. you die. Yeah. Like, you fell off the bridge. There's no way to get there. Exactly. Also, she had been beaten with a blunt object. Ooh. And strangled to death with a rope. Oh. Yeah. So... Obviously, the general public is pretty freaked out. Yeah. Like, that this could happen. Yeah. And like, what the fuck? She was driving home. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck happened? There's a fucking serial killer on the loose or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is awful. This isn't safe. Yeah. And so there was even a KCST broadcast that came out two days after Kara's body was found Mm -hmm. and there was a CHP officer giving tips on like what to do if you find yourself stranded or broken down at night. Wow. Okay. So their theory is she broke down, pulled over or, Mm -hmm. you know, got to this exit and -hmm. then somebody came to help her and ended up exactly so bad things basically some of the things that they talked about was that like if you're in a deserted area at night it's best to stay in your car with your doors locked not try to like walk because you don't know who might drive by to pick you up or something Ugh. you could be hit by a car or basically like if someone tries to pick you up you don't know who you're getting in the car with yeah like yeah fucking sketchy shit right yeah Yeah. oh man thank god for cell phones now (laughs) right i couldn't even imagine before i know They also said, obviously, not to get into a stranger's car and that people might prey on women that are stranded alone under the guise of helping them. So kind of like you were saying, her car might have broken down, someone pulls over to help her. Yeah. You know. And she fell victim to that person. Yeah. It just makes me think, like, if I I didn't have a cell phone and I was broken down on the side of the road and I, like, had my doors locked and I'm just sitting there and somebody comes up and, like, knocks on the window, like, do you need some help? Am I just going to, like, leave the window rolled up and be like, "Uh uh-uh. I'm going to sit here till morning. Like, I mean, or do you just crack the window and you're like, yeah, can you fucking jump me? Or like, what are you going to do? You're just sitting there? I don't know. I think I would just sit there. Until somebody found you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, my know. God. How funny would it be if there's like a missing persons on you <laughs> and, and I'm we just find an you? just on waiting for a save, <laughs> for like someone to come by and save me. <laughs> you're just sitting there with the doors locked and the windows up and you're like, it's getting real hot in here, guys. Right. <laughs> someone find me. Well, my dad, he literally, he made me take auto shop in high school and his like, fucking quote as to why he wanted me to take it was, I don't want you to be another dumb blonde stranded on the side of the road. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, waiting for someone to come help you. And I was like, that's fair. Yeah, but if, like, something happens, like, if your battery dies or your fucking, I don't know, your flux capacitor explodes. Yeah. It's not like you have all the equipment to fix it on the side of the road no you could change your tire but like i could change my tire or like do a sweet oil change <laughs> i could jump my car if but i need yeah. another car for that that's like, exactly what i'm yeah, thinking. at yeah. like what are you gonna do i don't know i don't know and then if somebody shows up with jumper cables you're not gonna be like no let me do it you're like yeah go for it exactly every time i'm like do you know how to do this thank god yeah i don't, I don't want to. to touch it <laughs> And it's always like some kid. Yeah. Still. And you're like, no, no, no is- not that one. Yeah. It's no, over yeah, here. That, yeah. Don't let him touch. Oh, you did. <laughs> oh, he's dead. God <laughs> damn it. Put, him, put his body in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's lay out his jewelry on the front seat. <laughs> at any rate, don't fucking accept help from people. You're a strong, independent woman. Yeah. Do it yourself. Stay in your car or whatever. Yeah. Or at least until morning, right? Yeah. So police start asking for anyone with any information on Kara or who had seen her that night to come forward. And obviously her boyfriend was considered the first suspect. Cause, yeah, you're looking you looking know. kind of shady, dude. Yeah, oh, he, oh yeah, she left my house. Like, yeah, totally. she was fine when I saw her last. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess they found her car farther away from his house. I'm not exactly sure how they ruled him out, but he was ruled out. Okay. okay. As a suspect. They were like, not him. He wouldn't do it to his own girlfriend. Right? He loved he her so else. much. Yeah, yeah. Even though he had the perfect opportunity to kill her, throw her in the car, drive it there, throw her over the bridge, and fucking walk home. <laughs> Because men are allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's probably pretty far. Mm, yeah. From his house. Escondido. Escondido? Yeah. Yeah. Escondido yeah. to Mercy Road. I don't know. Yeah. So there was actually a witness. Oh, tell me about, can I get a witness? Hell you. Let's get down to business. <laughs> well, this witness worked at a Chevron gas station that was about two miles away from where her car was found. Oh, okay. He saw Kara at the station. He was like able to identify her from a picture. Wow. And he also said that as soon as she left, there was a CHP officer in a marked car that made a U-turn and went the same direction as her. Oh. 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 So, another witness said that they saw a Volkswagen Beetle that appeared to match Kara's car that had been pulled over by a cop in about the same area that the car was found. Oh, my God. Is this giving you, like, fucking nightmares now? Yeah. Okay. So, police start to try to find out who might have pulled her over that night and for what, right? Yeah. Shortly after the KCST broadcast was put out with the tips on how to stay safe on the road, the police My start... My head is doing things. Yeah. My head's putting things together. Yeah. Okay. Police start getting dozens of calls from women, different women, and they're all calling in because they recognize the <gasps> CHP officer in the video. Stop it. Oh, Yeah. And they recognize him because he had actually pulled them over in that exact same spot. And in most cases, he made unwanted advances towards them. Ew. In some accounts, he asked them for dates or in other instances, he would just touch their hair or their shoulders. no. But just generally being like a fucking creep, touching them when they didn't want to be touched and like just being weird, right? Oh my God, this is so fucked up on every level. Oh yeah. And in this fucking isolated place, like this was this guy's little thing. Hunting yeah, ground, I guess. Yeah, like but he had a system. These ones didn't end in violence, obviously. They're just like, no, he's just fucking weird. Like, he kept asking me on a date yeah. and he, like rub my shoulders or whatever. Like, just being a fucking creep. Oh, my God. And the creep is the guy giving everybody fucking tips. On how to stay safe. He's like, uh, these are the things I do to fuck with people. Right. So here's how I would avoid that. I mean, he's going to be the best person to know how to stay safe. Yeah, from him. What a dick. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the CHP officer in question was Craig Pyre. And police start looking at him a little bit closer. And in the broadcast that was put out, you can actually see that his face was a (gasps) little bit scratched up. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. The balls on this dude. Fucking right. What? Yeah. Like he has scratches on his nose. You can see the video. It's fucking out there. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's fucking insane. Obviously, they ask him where he'd been at the time of her murder and how he had gotten the scratches on his face. Yeah. And they check his logbook and realize that there was a, quote, hasty falsification. Oh, what does that mean? To account for the time of Kara's murder. I took it to mean, like... Maybe he made up like, oh, I pulled over this other guy or something or like, oh, I went to go check behind the fucking Vons. Oh, okay. And it looked like it was like half assed, like written in or something. Yeah, like Like, half assed or or like just kind of shoved in maybe in the like, yeah, in the margins. I don't know. That's why I put the quote hasty falsification because like I didn't know what that meant (laughs) exactly. I think you're making good points though. Like that's probably what it something along those lines. Like it was clear like he took his time and wrote so nicely on the form and then there's this like arrow with a box around it. Like yeah this time I was here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like oh also I almost forgot about this one. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Okay. So there were also changes made to the times of several traffic tickets. Oh, creepy. And you can fucking tell because the person who got the ticket also gets a copy of that shit, right? Yeah. What a dum-dum. Yeah, yeah, kind of an asshole. Yeah. So his explanation for the scratches on his face yeah. were that he had gotten them when he fell against a fence in the CHP parking lot. <laughs> I tripped and fell. <laughs> a couple of things with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? There was an off-duty San Diego police officer that was at a gas station when Craig pulled in super aggressively within the hour that the murder occurred. And this officer actually testified to seeing the scratches on Craig at that time. Oh. Which was at least an hour before he said he'd gotten them. Oh. So, your story's full of holes, right? Yeah, And your face is full of scratches. <laughs> <laughs> And the fence that he claimed he had fallen into was actually too high to, like, hit your face on it. What an idiot. If you're... Okay. Yeah. He's a cop. Like, he should think about these things, right? Fucking right. Like, do an investigation on yourself and be like, no, that's not gonna fucking fly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. So they searched his car and they found a rope in the trunk. Oh, And when they examined the rope, they found that it actually matched the rope that had been used to strangle Kara. Oh, motherfucker. But also, how many different kinds of rope are there? Like... There's probably a lot of you could have matched that to a lot of different rope. I you would think assume. so. I think so. Don't they do it based on like the braid line or whatever when it bruises the victim's neck? You can tell. Oh, probably. I don't know, but like, I feel like so many different ropes are the same. Available. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it would if have, you have the same nyl- pattern. Yeah, if you have nylon rope, it's probably like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe companies have different braid patterns just for this. Maybe just for this. <laughs> it wasn't our ropes. <laughs> So that's not real conclusive. Yeah, but we're all on to you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they found some blood on Kara's boot. Oh. Is it from his face? Probably. <laughs> but it was a little bit too early for DNA testing because it was still 1987. hmm And so they were able to identify it as AB negative blood okay which is the rarest type of blood Ooh, and just so happens to be his type what a dum-dum yeah you can't have rare blood and go murdering right you probably didn't know he had rare blood. rare <laughs> blood he has to know i have he... the most common blood i'm fine so do i <laughs> um but how does he have to know because i didn't know my blood type till like gave birth i guess i didn't either yeah so he's never given birth how do you know don't put that on him what do you mean? You can do whatever he wants. Oh, he's not giving birth. I guess I was severely assuming that his anatomy wouldn't physically allow him to give birth. <laughs> I was using science. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, knock it off. That's not what like, we're about here. He's like, I birthed a food baby <laughs> out my ass. Right. Okay. So the proverbial nail in the coffin, though, yeah. was a gold rayon fiber that had been found on Kara's dress. <gasps> is that from his uniform? Yes. Oh, shiitake mushrooms. It was, I guess, made with yellow pigment instead of yellow dye, which is fucking different, I guess. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And it perfectly matched a shoulder patch that Craig wore on his uniform. What are the fucking odds that a shoulder patch is going to flake off in a murder? Um, I'm going to struggle and grab so many so- shoulder patches if I'm true. being murdered. true. Very solid point. I'm going to grab your face. Yeah, she did. I'm going to grab your your fucking shoulder patch. I'm going to grab your blood, put it on my boot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to grab a lot of things. (laughs) I'm going to grab your blood, put it on my boot. (laughs) This goes here. Yeah. Someone will find this later. So his colleagues were also able to testify that Craig was acting strangely after the murder. Oh, he's all fucking jacked up. Yeah. Well, and he had taken, like, a persistent interest in the status of the investigation. Uh basically like talking to some of his colleagues and he even attempted to like justify the murderer's action as like a possible accident like what? oh well maybe it was an accident oh maybe this person stopped to help and then she like freaked out and then you know he like pushed him to get away and then she died after uh, oh, being strangled, I, uh, I don't know. know. I, like he's trying to fucking justify it, right? Yeah, I wonder if there's like any truth in what he's saying, though. Like his justification, not to say that uh, she, f- you know, she freaked out because he was just trying to help, but like if he started to make advances and she freaked out and then he like shoved her over, we'll get to that. Ooh. So his superiors reviewed his logbooks and they also found that he mostly only pulled over women who were driving alone, yeah, and who happened to be about the same age and physical appearance as Kara. Oh motherfuck. Yeah. I don't really know how you like know that before you pull them over though. Well, you can see them through the window. I guess. My (laughs) windows are tinted. Well, I mean, this is 80s. Yeah, they had window tint. You think they really had that much window tint going on in the 80s? I think they had fucking like a smoke screen because everyone's smoking in their cars. (laughs) I feel like they all had those like screens that have a suction cup that you put over so that it's not so hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That like every soccer mom has. Yeah, but you're not allowed to have those on the driver's side. Yeah, maybe it was fucking nice out during this time. And what what time of year was it? <laughs> mm, December. It's mm. always nice in San Diego. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but it was nighttime. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know, man. Well, maybe he'd like pull him over and then be like, "Not my type," and then he wouldn't report it. Yeah, like <laughs> you're just a warning. Get out of here. Move along. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So he was arrested and he was charged with Kara's murder. The prosecution Ooh. said that what they believe most likely happened was kinda like you were saying, like there was a grain of truth to his quote unquote justifications. Yeah. They said that he pulled her over in an isolated area and perhaps he asked her on a date or made her uncomfortable by touching her or whatever, like he had done to all these other women. How fucking creeped out if you would you be if a cop just like caressed your hair? Like, license and registration, and then, like, tucks a strand of hair behind your ear. <laughs> I feel like that's the start of every, like, romance novel. <laughs> Did I just explain bridesmaids to you? Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then he turns out to be a really awesome cop that lets you fucking use the radar gun. <laughs> Yeah. Like you just have to be not unattractive <laughs> and then that's fine. And then it's safe. Yeah. So maybe he made her uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And then maybe she threatened to report him to his superiors because she was like not fucking having that shit, right? Yeah. And she's a strong independent woman. That's right. She don't is take no shit from no CHP officers. That's right, get it. And maybe from there it escalated to a physical altercation where she scratched his face and he attacks mm. her and they're thinking that he attacked her with his flashlight. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blunt the object. object, yeah. Ooh, witch, have you ever held a fucking mag light? Uh, yeah, those things are heavy. You can tonk a motherfucker with I that thing. I was shit. just going to say tonk him. Yeah, tonk, tonk. <laughs> that's what I imagine the sound it makes <laughs> Oh, that's so awful. Yeah. And then, obviously, he strangled her and threw her over the bridge. <laughs> oh. Very anticlimactic of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's <laughs> not in my nose. So that just a recap. <laughs> Oh, man. So his initial trial ended in a hung jury. Oh, really? Yeah. So he denies it the whole time. He never once was like, ah, you got me. Absolutely. Nope, he denies it till the bitter end. Okay. And he's retried, but the explanation for the scratches on his face Mm -hmm. was deemed inadmissible in court. Wow. So they couldn't use the fucking scratches or, like, at least the reasoning behind it. That's, like, the one, like, solidifying, like, bro, you got scratches on your face. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But also the fucking little rayon fiber. Yeah, that's true. I would think that a lot of CHP officers have the same patch, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. God. See, I'm doing that thing where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're tricking me every which way you go. (laughs) Jumping sides. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I did it to myself. Yeah. (laughs) He was retried and found guilty. He was given 25 years to life and was the first on-duty CHP officer to be convicted of murder. (gasps) Oh. Wow. wow and in our own fucking city right how terrifying so he maintained his innocence through prison and yeah. in 2004 there was a program that would take dna from prisoners in an attempt to exonerate wrongfully imprisoned people i legit was just gonna ask you like how interesting would it be now that we have dna to go back and test some of that shit yeah Let's so they were it. like hey man Give us some of your DNA. Like, we can prove that it wasn't you. You're saying it's not you. We can fucking prove it. We yeah. have DNA on this case, We've right? got science. Yeah. Like, give me your DNA. Yeah. And he was like, no. Nah. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker did it. Yeah. That's more fucking evidence to me than actual science. A hundred percent. Like, your denial to set yourself free. Yeah. 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 Uh, this fucking heinous crime yeah. that you're being blamed for, and you have this super easy way to prove that you didn't do it, and you're yeah. like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's cool. I like it here. Yeah. Well, okay. Great. Weird. So he refused. Yeah. He was up for parole that same year, and when they asked him why he didn't want to give a sample of his DNA, he just didn't answer. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I'm not I'm not going down that hole, right? He's just staring ahead like, hey. Right. Fucking earth to Craig. Yeah. So they deny his pearl, obviously, because they're like, yeah, no, it sounds like you fucking got some shit to work out, bud. Yeah, it sounds like you uh, fucking did that back there and we got the right guy. <laughs> yeah. And Kara's dad had a memorial garden made for her at the site where her body was found. Aww. And I'll leave you with this little last bit of fucked up information. Uh-huh. Kara's dad, Sam, died of a heart attack on December 2nd, 2000, just yards from where Kara's body had been found. What? Like, he was going to visit her memorial that he had built <gasps> stop i have goosey bumps i know isn't oh, that sad oh so that's sad yeah was he driving when he had the heart attack no i think he was like at the garden that he had <gasps> made for her and just kind of like hanging out there and oh then had a heart attack where her body was found because it was under that bridge oh or my by god it. that's so sad yeah isn't that fucked up oh that's really fucked up yeah maybe he would have wanted it that way maybe oh. i mean probably if he's still going and visiting like oh fucking- is the garden still there I think so. We I'm should not go hundred percent. I'm down. You wanna? Yeah, let's do it. I guess I have one more bit of information. Okay, tell me about it. Craig is still in prison at San Luis Obispo, California, and will be eligible for and will be eligible for parole again in twenty twenty seven when Ugh. he is seventy seven years old. That's far too soon. Yeah. Twenty twenty seven. It's twenty twenty, motherfuckers. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean he'll be seventy seven, so I feel like I could take him, but <laughs> You don't know what he's been doing in prison. Maybe he's bulking up. That You're not wrong. He's not skipping leg day, bitch. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right? I don't know. Run on <laughs> my weak ass legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? That is so fucked That's up. That's our little goddamn hometown. That's insane. Also, I don't know if you ever got this little pep talk, but I, I don't know if it was because of this case, yes. but I'm sure it was. I know where you're going. But like... If you were to get pulled over and there's nowhere around, I've always heard, like, just keep driving until you get to a, like, populated area or, like, a gas station or something. And the cop can't be, like, you can't get in trouble for it if you pull over eventually. Yeah. To be like... I didn't feel safe back there with fucking no one around. Exactly, I've heard that, and then that you can also call your local police station if you have nowhere to go. Yeah, you can have you can call your local police station and ask them like Is somebody trying to pull me over? Oh yeah, yeah. And then they'll verify for you. Yeah, that's fucking crazy to me. And I was like, I wonder if this case like started started that. that? Yeah, yeah. That's or what at least I was thinking. Put that seed in people's head. Oh, that is so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's, like, the ultimate abuse of power. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Like, what a fucking ego boost to be a cop and have that, like, yeah, desire to have that power over somebody. Wow, I can't believe he fucking murdered, though. That's insane. Yeah. It feels like it escalated very quickly. Yeah, it does kind of feel like that. But, like, he was doing this to a lot of women and yeah. making them uncomfortable. But everything that I've ever seen on, you know, like, all of my extensive fucking education in criminal minds and stuff yeah (laughs) is like they'll escalate so like yeah if he's making people uncomfortable he's making people uncomfortable that's eventually going to escalate to maybe rape or something else like and maybe that was him like escalating it a little bit and maybe he did try to rape her or maybe like he got a little more handsy than normal and she was like fuck you and like hits him and then he hits her back or hits her with his flashlight and then you're like Oh, fuck. Well, now I'm going to get in trouble for sure because I'm a CHP officer that hit this lady. Yeah. And you, I mean, not to say you can't leave her alive, but also like you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose. Yeah, he panics. Yeah, yeah. You're going to lose everything if she reports you at this point, especially if you fucking bashed her with your flashlight. Yeah. Or what if maybe some of those other, like, there are other women out there who he did escalate with and they're not coming forward. Yeah. Because that happens all the time, too. People yeah. are like, they're not going to believe me. He's a cop. Yes. I don't want to relive it. I'm just going to, you know. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. yeah so that could have happened. Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking terrifying, oh, too. Oh, man. God damn. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Some doozies right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hey, guess what? We what? haven't done some Patreon shoutouts, so let's do a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, shout out to Alex and Brandon and Taria and Martika and Trisha. Woo! Thanks, everybody. We love you. A hundred percent. You're so awesome. My whole heart. Our Patreons blow me away. I know. Like, every time we're doing something in life and we hear somebody like, you know, we were just talking about gamers and how there's, like, Twitch streamers and, like, people donate to them and we're like... Who does that? Like, that's crazy. And then we have that. Yeah. That's yeah. so awesome. It blows my mind still. That, oh, like, I feel so special. I know. It's so <laughs> nice. We love you guys. You're so special to us. You're amazing. If you guys want to join Patreon, our link is on our webpage, isgdpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Evidently, you can try to search it, whatever, fucking Google it, and it's hard to find. So it's on our page. So, so good that's, luck. It's <laughs> an easier way to find it. And if you fucking subscribe, then every month we give you one extra episode. Yep. Exclusive. Oh, yeah. Real special. And we try and do a little bit more of an in depth or like bigger, yeah, bigger deep dive into it. So just one of us does a case on yeah. these ones. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're interested, come check it out. If yeah. not, we get you. If not, continue enjoying the normal episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also at our website, we have links to our merchandise and previous episodes. And if you want to see pictures pertaining to these cases, those will be there. Yep. Fucking email us at isgdpodcast.gmail.com. If you have case suggestions or if you just want to be like, what's up, ladies? We will fucking chat you up there. Yep. You can reach us on any social fucking media. <laughs> well, not any. We don't three. have Snapchat. Got three. <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at isgdpodcast. Mm -hmm. come join our goddamn pod group that is called the goddamn pod group that's our facebook group (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of fun there i did remember the name of it to be fair this time i got the name right you crushed it yeah i like it what else is there um there is our p.o box which is p.o box 2764 spring valley california 91979 oh also come fucking on spotify you know we've got the hot hot goddamn hot jams (laughs) I'm fucking hung over as fuck right now, all (laughs) right? The goddamn Hot Jams playlist. Hell yeah. Uh, We've gotten some compliments on it. We have. All right, lady. Awesome. We love you guys, and until next week. Bye. doodles. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from the Murder in My Family podcast.
1: Hi, this is Mike Morford. You may know me as co-host of the True Crime Podcast Criminology. I'd like to invite you to listen to one of my other podcasts called The Murder of My Family. In each episode of The Murder of My Family, I discuss a murder case and include an interview with a family member of the victim to discuss the aftermath of the murder in an attempt to view these crimes from a unique perspective, one that we don't usually experience. Some of the cases I cover are well known, while others you've probably never heard of. I currently have dozens of episodes available for you to binge on, including episodes about the Golden State Killer, Delphi murders, and the Colonial Parkway murders, just to name a few. Here's a small sample of the kind of conversations you'll hear on the murder of my family. Mike, at the risk of sounding like every other proud big brother around the world, Kathy was an amazing person. She was 27 years old at the time of her death, and she had already accomplished a great deal. One point that I wanted to get across was that the victims whose murders I discuss aren't just statistics or a blurb in a news report. These were real people whose murders affected their family members forever changing their lives it's important to know that they too are victims for me knowing that he has a family and that he gets to see his kids every day and that he gets to be there for his kids growing up like it's not fair you know my dad did everything he was supposed to do as a father and as a husband and someone decided that night that he didn't get to do that anymore It's frustrating knowing that, you know, he'll get to see his kids grow up and graduate and get married and do all that. And my dad doesn't get to do any of those things. He doesn't get to see his, he has three granddaughters now that he'll never see and they'll never meet their grandfather. And it's just, it's not fair. New episodes of The Murder My Family come out every other Saturday. And you can find The Murder My Family everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode.